Hey there, friends. This is Nick. This is episode 240 of the Story Hacker podcast. And if you've been listening along the last few days, you'll, you'll have heard the first four sessions of the 90-second story training, or at least the, the, um, the place that it's in right now. And a lot of these ideas, obviously, will be familiar to you if you've been a, a long-time listener. And, um, you know, as I've said before, I use the podcast to kind of sharpen my thinking and what what you're seeing here, what you've you've seen over the past four days, is the kind of the interlinking of, of lots of the ideas that I've been talking about in the podcast over the past eight months or so into a simple kind of structure, a simple kind of course. And I want you to, to really thank you for sticking with it. Today's session five. It's the last session. It's uh, shorter and it's not so much about <laughs> about work, getting you to do stuff. Uh, if you've followed along, I hope you've got something out of it. And by all means, let me know if you have or haven't. And um, the podcast will be back to normal tomorrow. In other words, rough and ready and shooting from the hip. Thanks for listening. Here we go for the training. Hey there, friends. Welcome to the fifth and final session of this 90-second story training. I'm Nick Warren from Stories That Mean Business. And today we're going to wrap up the the ideas that we've talked about in the last four days, the last four sessions, and also perhaps give you some direction about how you can take your story on, use your story and make it better still. Now I'm going to guess that you found the the fourth session the hardest one because as I said a couple of uh, sessions ago, this is real work. And, um, you know, we're designed. Nature, biology, evolution has designed us in some sense to try and conserve our resources to avoid real work and this is i think one of the reasons why as i mentioned in the um the session on the hero's journey the refusal for the call is such a such a kind of resonant moment because we don't want to change we don't want to um go out into that unknown world and one of the things that happens very often when i work with people on their stories is that they are in discomfort, they are uncomfortable because the right story is perhaps more vulnerable, perhaps more revealing than we are used to putting out. And that's one of the reasons why, as I've explained, those are the stories that resonate. So I wanna talk a little bit about um, the, the three levels of telling a better story. As I've said, my kind of core belief, um, if you like, the sort of the, the atom at the centre of everything that I do, is that people who tell better stories get better lives. And that's the reason that I help, you know, great business leaders tell stories that mean business. It's the reason that I do the free story hacking podcasts and videos. It's the kind of the core central thing. But I think, you know, there are various levels of this. I want to talk about the three levels of telling a better story now because I think it really it really sets you on the right path to use the work that you've done or the work that you will do. So as I say, I think there are three levels of telling a better story and the first one is relatively straightforward. It's the surface level. It's the kind of work that hopefully you were doing after session four when you took your story your kind of draft and you worked on it in terms of the tools and the techniques and the language 
So yesterday we just took three example things to do, didn't we? we? We looked at alliteration, we looked at hooks, and we looked at tricolons as three simple techniques to improve the power of your story, the kind of the, the fluency, the, uh, the way that it rolled off the tongue. And that's what I call the surface level. And you can do that to any piece of writing, any piece of content, read it out loud to yourself, fix it where it gets, where it's weak. Does that make sense? So that's the first level. The second level is something that we talked about a bit earlier in this course, which is telling authentic stories. It's depth, if you like. So the first level is surface, the second level is depth. And the reason that works is, as I've explained in this series, when we expose our conflicts, our vulnerabilities, we are, from an evolutionary point of view, offering our story as valuable to other people because their brains like ours are always looking for information that can help them survive and as i explained stories are kind of flight simulators for life they allow us to experience conflict and risk without without the associated danger yeah so the more that you you show how you resolved a conflict the more your story will be valuable to the right audience but also there's that other thing that we can use the first level, we can use the surface stuff on anything. It could be fiction. And there are plenty of great marketers and advertisers whose job it is to create fictional stories around products or services. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about your story and the depth of it and the reality of it and the authenticity of it. And I think when we choose to be authentic, when we choose to be uh, real, our stories become better and we'll talk about one of the spin outs of that in a, in a couple of minutes but the third and final level which is the one that really made me smile when when it it sort of popped into my head is of course that one of the ways to tell a better story is to live a better story you know if we do things that are impressive if we if we create challenges and beat them these are the things that make great stories. You know, I can tell you a story about how, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know, how I, I dropped a ginger nut into my cup of tea. I dropped a biscuit into my cup of tea and I can make that dramatic and I can, you know, I can use the tools and techniques and I can make you smile and I can talk about frustration and all those kind of things and I can make a story out of that. But that will never be as good as the story about when I was shipwrecked in the Caribbean or as good as the story about when my boss said he wanted me to direct an, uh, an advert, a TV ad for an international airline when I was 21. Those will always be intrinsically better stories. The things that you've done that are unusual, impressive, challenging, impossibly difficult things that you manage to sort out, those will be your best stories. And one of the things that, that that I realized when I was you know, starting to think about all this stuff is the best way to tell a better story is to live a better story. So I think that's really, it's really important because it goes to the heart of, um, you know, why we're doing whatever it is that we're doing, right? So here's an example of that third level, which I'm, I'm really happy to share with you guys. And it's this, when I first started thinking about this business, it was really just about the money. 
Now, you'll have heard in my story from session two that I'd sold my company and I started writing thrillers, and I was really happy writing thrillers. I love that. But I was also aware that it's the very definition of a long-term business plan. You know, it's like a moon, writing a thriller is like a moonshot. Yeah, you can't rely on it. And even though I'd sold my business and, you know, financially we were fairly comfortable, you know, money does run out. That's one of the things, that's one of the things it does. And I knew for my peace of mind and to ensure my kind of family's safety, financial security, I was going to have to create another business. So at that point, it was really just about the the money. What am I good at? Well, I've, I've been in business. I'm good at copywriting. And now I know story. I, I've discovered that actually I've got a talent for telling stories. And it really goes back to that first session when I talked to you about the, you know, remember the tricolon? This course is based on strategy, story and copywriting. And that's what I was thinking about when I first, um, if you like, created this business. How can I make some money using these skills to allow me to keep writing the thrillers? But something really weird happened on the way. As I got into the the science of it, the research, the the evolutionary psychology, I had this realisation. You can read about this if you're interested in the manifesto that's on. If you go to storiesthatbeenbusiness.com forward slash manifesto, you can, you can see what happened in this process because one day I just... I was going through all these ideas, knitting them all together, and I had this thought. People who tell better stories get better lives. And that really rocked me in some sense, because at that point it became about something more than just, you know, making some money so that I could carry on doing the thing that I wanted. It became, a, I guess, a mission with a wider reach, a social aspect. Nick, if you can help people tell better stories, they will get better lives. And if you, if you have that kind of realisation, three things kind of happen. First of all, you want to learn as much as you can about, about storytelling and telling better stories, and that's certainly what I've been uh, doing. Then you want to work hard on telling your own stories. And also the final thing is teaching other people how to do the same thing. And of course, that is part of what I'm doing here with this training. By the way, if you're at all interested in the, the kind of the science, there's a tiny summary of some of the kind of the brain chemistry and what have you in the uh, Stories That Mean Business 8020 sheet, which you can get linked from the page that I've sent you to before, which is uh, storiesthatmeanbusiness.com forward slash NSS. I think it's worth taking a look at. And it also includes, by the way, the um, the story triangle that we talked about in the third session. Okay, right. So let's begin to wrap this up. And I want to wrap this up by just, just highlighting something that may have slipped past you. A minute ago, I told you a different, deeper version, perhaps more vulnerable version of my story, didn't I? I talked about how when I started this journey, it was I was really just focused on the money side of it and how a change occurred that allowed me to see what I was doing in a broader context, seeing it as a way to serve people as well as 
make money and build a reputation and all those kind of things. And I think it's really useful for us to remember that our stories are fluid. Yes, they need to be authentic. But we tell different stories at different times to different audiences. We tell different versions of our story. And I think it's useful to, to conceptualise stories in, in, in a, over a continuum, but I tend to do it in three ways. So you have your value proposition, I'm sure, the 10 or 20 words that help, that, that, like your elevator pitch. So, for example, mine might be something like, I help great leaders tell stories that build attention, credibility and trust. Remember that? It's a pithy one-liner that will bring the right people towards me, but also deflect the people who, who aren't right for me. You know, people who are just looking for making a quick buck, you know, doing shortcuts. People who aren't interested in doing the work, they're not interested in credibility or trust. They just want, you know, they prefer to, prefer the hype, right? But they're not the kind of people I want to serve. So you have your uh, value proposition, right? And then the next level is the level we've been discussing in this training, the 90-second story, which is the answer to the default question on everyone's mind when they meet you, is this person worth my time? And again, your story will bring the right people towards you and deflect the people who aren't right for you. And then there's also there's a deeper version, which I hinted at when I told you my, um, my change story a couple of minutes ago. And one of the things I do most often in, in stories that mean business is tell what I call the core story or the leader legend, which is really taking more of the hero's journey. And um, it's typically, as I've said before, like a thousand words long, something like that. But the point is if, if for you that your story is not a finished thing. It's not a done thing. It's fluid. And I think the really interesting thing is how you take the story that you've written this week and use it because I have I have clients who've taken their stories and use them in so many different ways they've used them in videos in podcasts when they're being interviewed they've used them on social media profiles they've tweet streamed tweet stormed them you know all kinds of things I've had people who've used them to when they've applied for business awards and won but of course you need the story you need to have done the work to get to this happy situation so i really hope that this course has given you the the insight and the energy and the enthusiasm to sit down which can be i know it can be really hard to sit down and spend some time and write your four or five paragraphs to clean them up and to get something that you're really proud of that feels like it's it's more than just surface to you something that you can use in all these different ways but if you haven't if you're struggling to find your conflict your theme your thing and you want help of course this is something I do for clients all the time you are welcome to visit stories business.com hit the contact link and let me know where you are and depending on where you are in the process we can talk about how I might better help you to get to that place whether it is about your 90 second story, your value proposition, or your, indeed your kind of core story, your leader legend. You know, I'm, ha I'm here and I'm happy to help. In any case, thanks ever so much for going through the course. And remember, your story means business. And we're out. Okay, thank you podcast listeners. Thank you for making it all the way through that training. I really appreciate it. If you've got any feedback, 
by all means, let me know. You can find all the contact details at storiesnotmybusiness.com. In the meantime, thanks for listening. As I said, tomorrow the podcast will be back to its usual haphazard fashion. <laughs> Have a good day. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.